Look out, here comes The Blitz, a podcast dedicated to covering all the local sports in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. A member of the Item Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of The Blitz. I'm Tim Leibel, and on today's episode, we've got sports reporter Isaiah Lucas in studio. You know, it's the week of Christmas here, so we decided to, you know, let the coaches kind of have a week off from coming into the podcast. And thought it was a good time to kind of sit down with you, Isaiah, to kind of go over what your first basketball season has been like here in Sumter. So first off, thanks for coming in uh, before heading home for Christmas and uh, chatting a little hoops. I appreciate you having me back on. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and really, you know, just from a wide standpoint, you know, what has been kind of your biggest takeaway from this first season of hoops where, you know, it's still December, so you kind of get an interesting mix of most of our local teams kind of playing each other. So you've kind of gotten more of a look at, at some of these schools kind of going against each other. But, um, you know, what has been kind of your biggest takeaway from the hoops around here? Oh, I mean, I'm liking that everything I've seen has been competitive so far. But I think my biggest takeaway is just how big the energy in the gym kind of feeds into the games, like, especially with the local Sumter County games. Those have really been what I was thinking they were going to be coming in. So I haven't been disappointed with walking into a gym. Everyone's loud. The music's playing. The bands are going. It feels just like an authentic basketball rivalry. Yeah, the Sumter County games are always super hyped up. And then, of course, once we get you know into January and February, that gets ratcheted up when Crestwood and Lakewood face off against each other because those have you know that extra bit of playoff energy on the line because you know that's that's seeding for the playoffs right there when it comes to teams in your own region. So um, those are always big ones. But you know you have also um, probably seen the most interesting game within that. Um, that county matchup being the the second um, Sumter Crestwood game, um, where uh, you know they're both top ten teams in their respective classifications, and um, you know they they end up splitting on the season. Crestwood gets their first win over over Sumter High under uh, Eric Samuel. So uh, let's talk about that game a little bit, where that was probably the the closest matchup that you've seen kind of early in this season, and um, obviously a, a big win for Crestwood. Yeah, no, it was it was an interesting game. I think that Crosswood had came out motivated, and they kind of just hit Sumter in the mouth early. And it, I mean, back and forth game. It came down. Sumter comes back in the fourth quarter, well, late third, early fourth quarter, and they're kind of just duking it out at the end. But I think that game was just a prime example of what a home court environment can really do for a team because they Crosswood fed off of it. It looked completely different from the game that was hosted at Sumter. Yeah, and I mean, those, you know, between the boys and the girls games, they're also featured some of the best local talent that we've kind of got here with just how well um, both of those teams have kind of done early in this season. And, you know, both uh, both the boys and the girls teams from both schools being ranked in the top 10 so far, um, Crestwood all the way up to 2 and 3A. Um Let's kind of go into um, some of the most interesting teams kind of across the board, and we can kind of start with those Crestwood boys. Um, what has been kind of your biggest takeaway from kind of seeing them in the early season? And, you know, are they the most interesting team that you've kind of seen so far? And if not, who is? I would actually say so because I think their success is going to just hinge on their senior guard tandem. 
I think that if they can get things going for them early on in games, it helps out a lot because they won't have to worry about trying to generate offense anywhere else. If they can get their shots going, shots off, because they take a lot of shots. So if yeah, if they can get that stuff going early, I think they can go as far as they really want to go. Yeah, and I think they're also the most well-rounded team kind of across the board just because they've got – that kind of consistent inside-out presence with, you know, Tian Tyndall down there in the paint has also um, been really big for them this year. You know, he got some playing time as a freshman at the end of last year, and he has been um, a really nice piece for them early in this season. And um, having that balance is something that not everybody has. You know, Sumter High has it for stretches um, so far this season, but, um, you know, so many of those guys are kind of new to varsity as they're making um, their kind of push. So that's probably going to be a team that gets even stronger as this year goes on, as, you know, those guys kind of start to get a feel for it. Um, and then on the boys' side, you know, continuing there, Scotts Branch, one of our other kind of top ranked teams, has kind of a similar thing where, They've got guard play for days. You know, Randy Gibson is, you know, one of the most talented players in the Tri-County, but they don't have that same post presence that Crestwood has, which, um, you know, they've played each other twice this year, Crestwood and Scott's Branch. And Crestwood got the first one, Scott's Branch got a little bit of revenge um, in the second matchup. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see um, how, you know, teams that don't have size, you know, like Scott's branch are able to adjust to that as the year goes on. Cause you know, over the four years that I've been here, they've been playing for state championships every year at Scott's branch and their one Achilles heel. That entire stretch has been, if the other team has an opposing post player that just, they can't kind of get over on their way to the basket. So it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of continue to adjust to, um, not necessarily having that dominant player in the post. Well, and to kind of keep going through these teams, you know, outside of, you know, Crestwood, who else has really jumped out to you as some of the more interesting boys teams that we can kind of flip over the girls' side of things? Um, I think, well, with Sumter, I think one player I've just been impressed with is Caleb Jenkins. I think the way just he kind of just can control the game because he's, He's like he's on the shorter end for a point guard, but he rebounds the ball well, so he can get things out in transition. And his just ability to kind of run the offense, go get a bucket when they need it, find guys. Like I think he's been the most impressive player I've seen, at least from the high school league schools. And then I think most impressive player that I've seen from the Skeezer schools has been um, AJ Danzi out at um at a league. Yeah, yeah, out at a league. And uh, he he's been impressive the two times that I've gone to see him play. Absolutely. And, you know, AJ is a guy that um, just transferred to Lee and has brought a, a much needed just kind of positive vibe to that program that has really been struggling for the last few years. So that's been really exciting to see them kind of join the competitive fold a little bit more this year because, you know, basketball, it's kind of funny how one guy can be so instrumental to picking up an entire program where, as soon as there's one guy that you feel confident can go out there and make a shot, suddenly you feel like you can go win a ball game. <laughs> and uh, it's been nice to see Lee kind of get uh, brought into the fold a little bit more um, on the skeezes side of things for sure. And, yeah, Caleb is another guy who, um, you know, he's one of those experienced guys for Sumter High now. And um, he um, has shown that kind of leadership ability kind of, you know, even as a younger player when he was starting as a sophomore and things like that. But, um it is really good to see him kind of 
being able to continue to kind of make that progression there. And um, for as young as Sumter High is, having a guy with some really good experience running the point there um, is going to be integral to any success that they have as they kind of start getting into the region here. Um, well, and um, you, know, you mentioned the skis side of things. You know, you've gotten out to a little bit of skis of ball so far this year. Who else has kind of stuck out to you on that side of things? You haven't gotten out to a, t- a ton, a ton. You've gotten out to a little Wilson Hall, I think. And, yeah, Wilson um, Hall. I went out to Lawrence Manning for a game. Um, I want to say I feel like that Lawrence Manning game was definitely one of the more competitive games. Either they didn't win, you can kind of tell that they hadn't really been together for that long because they had just came off the um, state championship appearance for football. So with them, I, it was positive to see them kind of just hang in the game. You can tell that they definitely can they can play. It was just more so that they lacked cohesion. And with Wilson Hall, I'm kind of excited to see what Rip can do. He seemed excited when he was on the podcast. He seemed excited for what he was really trying to do. You can kind of tell the way that they play. They play really hard as well. Yeah, a lot of our skis and hoops teams are kind of behind the eight ball because of how well football went for them. You know, the academy, um, while they're making some splashes early in the season, they were playing for, uh, they won the skis 1A title, so they were a little preoccupied for most of the fall, um, and they really didn't have any practice before they started playing games. Lawrence Manning in that same boat playing in the uh, 4A state championship game, and then Wilson Hall made a deep playoff run, and, you know, as I talked with Rip about last week, that kind of got them off to a late start in things as well, and when you kind of fold in, you know, not playing this week really at all across skis and things like that. Um, you know, you, you don't get quite as many games early in the season. You get out to kind of that late start because you don't get those practices in early. So I have a feeling our skis of programs will probably get stronger as the year goes on just because they're getting um, a little bit, you know, more time together. Um but yeah, and let's move over to the girls' side of things. You know, obviously, um, you haven't seen the most talented girls' player yet. No one in the Tri County area has seen our top talent in Kiara Krosky, um over at Sumter High. But the the Lady Gamecocks are still playing some really good basketball so far this season. You've got out to see them a couple of times this year with some of those county matchups. And you know, what have you kind of seen out of that group as they're kind of adjusting to life without Kiara early in the season? It's kind of funny, like the theme just seems to be these teams go as far as their guards go, but that's the same with them with Kaziah and Raquel. Their ability to just take over basketball games is wild. Kaziah, she gets it out of transition and she can just go, and Raquel, it seems like she can get whatever shot she wants on the court. The way they kind of play, you can't press them because they pass, their press beater is amazingly. Give and go, and then just coming up the court it always leads to a layup. And then they just seem to have the ability to ramp things up defensively as well. So that that Sumter girls team, like even though Kiara isn't playing, they're doing pretty well right now without her, really. Yeah, and as someone who has gotten a chance to see them quite a bit um, with all three of those guards over the last couple of years, I mean, can't wait until you get to see what it looks like with all three of them on the court at the same time because they can move a basketball up and down the court just for – 
the the speed and the the fact that they've got three guards that can confidently handle a basketball, which you know sometimes in girls basketball you are really happy if you have one that can bring the ball up while being pressed. Um, you know that was a, an issue that you know East Clarendon ran into for a couple of years when they had Talaja Cooper. You know teams would triple team her on the way up the court, and it's like okay, do we have somebody else that can bring the basketball up with some confidence? So the fact that they've got three. You know, really kind of forces you know opposing defenses' hands for what they can kind of do because what kind of pressure are you going to bring when they have two other people that they can dish off to and fly up the court? The interesting thing with them is not only are they kind of adjusting to not having uh, Kiara, but they also um, are you know, influxing another middle schooler with Arena Ross this year. And she's, you know, playing down there in the post. And, um, you know, she's, you know, an interesting developmental piece for them. And, um, you know, Coach Schaefer, um, Jeff over there has, you know, for the last few years really brought middle schoolers into the fold if he believes that they're ready. And so Arena has been able to have some nice games kind of early in this season. And um, it does help to have a girl like Kiara around to help her out. You know, we, um, as a little tease towards next week's episode of The Grind, uh, we'll have Kiara on that episode. And um, we talked to her yesterday uh, about um, helping Arena kind of um, get used to that varsity level as someone who went through that same thing as a seventh grader. It's kind of hard to believe that she's already, you know, this would be, as soon as she gets going, going to be her fifth season of varsity basketball, and she's not even a senior yet. But um, so, you know, as someone who's kind of been in that position, uh, helping a young Arena Ross kind of get the get her grips on varsity basketball, I, they've been good so far this season and I'm really excited to see where they can go whenever Kiara gets back in the lineup that is still kind of up in the air depending on what doctors end up kind of giving her permission for Um, but you know they're always going to be an exciting team that's going to be making deep playoff runs so really looking forward to seeing what they can do and then of course they played Crestwood twice um, which you've gotten a chance to see some of those matchups and um, Crestwood has really been the local team that's given them the best run for their money so um what have you kind of seen out of them? Because Crestwood, the Crestwood girls, you know, they opened the year in the top ten, and and uh, they fell immediately out because they had to face Sumter right out of the gates, and you know probably do not deserve to be outside the top ten. They've beaten the number two ranked team in five A in uh, in Stall a couple weeks ago, um, and and they have a nice mix out there of you know experienced talent there with you know with a senior in uh, Tashiana Farmer, and then. Um, a lot of young talent that does have some varsity experience as well, led by, you know, London Vaughn as a sophomore point guard. So um, what has been kind of your takeaway from seeing the uh, the Lady Knights and the, the pressure that they love to bring? You know, they definitely play just an intense brand of basketball. I think it's kind of been interesting that both games that I've seen from them, that like Tashiana didn't have the greatest game. She got injured. She was in and out of the game with injuries and fouls the first matchup. And the second matchup, she got in foul trouble again. So I think I'd love to just see the full impact that she can really have on a game because the time she was in there, she was definitely making a difference. So just seeing what she can do over the full course of a game, she can just stay in a game and not pick up fouls, I think will be an interesting thing to look for. Yeah, and we talked how big you know post players could be on the boys' side of things, but the, on the girls' side, that is even a bigger swing. When you've got a tall center that can take over a game, I mean, 
she is a head taller than most <laughs> and more than, you know, most of her competition. So, you know, if she can, um, you know, get a full four quarters in and not kind of have to battle those fouls, she's, she's a game changer for them and has been, you know, since she was, you know, a freshman really at the varsity level. So, um, and with the young talent around her too, you know, uh, Tony Wilson has always played a very aggressive defensive brand of basketball out there. And, you know, they make every team earn every single point that they play. And that's why it's always fun kind of seeing them play Sumter, who does a lot of the same stuff of just pressure, press. You have to earn every single point against those two teams. So it's really always fun when the two of them kind of get to get together. Um, and in the world of girls basketball, is there any other teams that you've kind of seen early in the season that have jumped out to you? You haven't seen everybody. And we've got, um, you know, a couple of other really strong girls programs. Manning's got, uh, you know, some really good stuff going on out there. And then Lee Central, um, you know, their girls program has really been building over the last couple of years. And uh, they have been exceptional so far this season as well. So really looking forward to seeing how far those two programs can go. Um, I've only seen Manning play Scott's Branch, who the, the Scott's Branch girls are in a bit of a rebuild this year. So um, haven't gotten to see them play the most competitive basketball yet this year. Um, and then Lee Central, um, you know, played against um, East Clarendon last week and um, handled business pretty comfortably there. So that's kind of what we've been able to see in person of them. But those are two programs that uh, we'll be seeing a lot more of next week in the District 9 tournament. And, uh, should be playing some good basketball, you know, come uh, come February as well. Well, and and looking to that District Nine tournament, I say, you know, that's going to be one of your best chances to to get some more local basketball in here. What are you kind of most looking forward to of that week of hoops that's going to be, you know, at Manning High School and Junior High? I mean, I'm excited to kind of see Manning play. Yeah, man, Scott's Branch, I haven't seen them yet. So I'm definitely just looking forward to see RJ play, see um, Dustin Daniels play. I think that, I mean, obviously I'm just wanting good basketball at the end of the day, whether that comes from our teams that we're covering or the teams that are coming in visiting to play in the tournament. I just really just want to see good quality hoops. And that is, I think, definitely what we're going to be able to see a lot of once that gets kicked off next week. You know, about half of our local schools pretty much are playing in that thing. You mentioned Manning and Scott's Branch and, you know, Lee Central will be in there. Crestwood, who uh, their boys won it last year. And I think, you know, both their boys and girls will be able to make a nice little run here in this thing this year. Um, you know, like I said, Lee Central will be in there. The uh, the interesting addition this year is Wilson Hall. They've never played in this thing. So um, really kind of interested to see how they uh, kind of fare going against um, some high school league programs where normally they uh, really stick within skis. They've already played Westwood this year, which is a team that, um, you know, has given Sumter High a run for their money a couple times um, in recent memory. So, um, that's really been their only dip into high school league basketball so far. And then LMA plays in this thing every year, and um, always fun to, to see uh, Will Epps' team um, get some competition in there, and that's, you know, right down the street from uh, from their stomping ground. So it is going to be an interesting week of basketball. Um, I, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing the local matchups that we'll have, though um, – would love to have, you know, when this schedule came out, would have loved to have seen a little bit more of them. 
Um, but um, going to definitely be be interesting to see. You know, Crestwood and Lee Central on the girls' side of things will get together, and that's going to be um, a really interesting matchup. Wilson Hall is going to run through a gauntlet of local teams where they play Scotts Branch, Lee Central, and um, Crestwood. So they are going to be getting as tough a road as they can kind of through this thing. Um, and Crestwood and Scotts Branch are going to play each other um, on the girls' side of things. Um, which will be uh, a matchup or a rematch of uh, a couple of games that they've already played this year. Um, yeah, gonna gonna have a lot of fun kind of local matchups. Crestwood and Lee Central on the boys' side of things should be another fun one. Really wish we were getting uh, a Crestwood Manning, which um, you know maybe that'll uh, be the championship game, which it was last year. Um, Manning moving out of that region with Crestwood and Lakewood. Um, means that you know we don't have that two times a year that they'll be playing each other in region play, which is disappointing. So I'd love to see that come up. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have s- some very fun local hoops next week. And so if you are a basketball fan in the Tri County area, you've got to be making your way out to Manning next week. That thing kicks off on Tuesday with the first game starting at nine thirty, and that thing's gonna be running. All day, every day throughout the week. It's going to be, uh, you know, the first three days there, and then uh, then that Friday is going to be the uh, just the championship games will be played at six and seven thirty out there at Morris College. Um, so that is going to be um, a fun week of hoops that we're really looking forward to. But um, I think that'll do that for us here today, Isaiah. Unless there's anything else you wanted to kind of go over. Good. All right. Well, everybody, be sure to be safe this Christmas and have an excellent time with your family, your friends, whoever you celebrate with. We're looking forward to relaxing a little bit this weekend as, I mean, Christmas falls on a Sunday, so don't have to worry about putting out a newspaper or anything like that. So uh, we'll take some time to relax. Isaiah, safe travels up to North Carolina this weekend. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to a lot of fun hoops next week. All right. I appreciate it. All right, for the Adam Podcast Network and Studio Sumter, I'm Tim Leibel with Isaiah Lucas. Again, keep up with the grind next week where we'll have Kiara Krosky featured uh, from Sumter High, and we'll have a ton of coverage from the District Dying Tournament next week as well, so be sure to keep up with that. For the Adam Podcast Network and Studio Sumter, I'm Tim Leibel. Thanks for listening.